Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Uh Happy birthday out to Bad Bunny. And today in wrestling, we had a very infamous death, um, the death of Dino Bravo. For those of you that are not familiar with that story, look it up. Um, real quick, he was murdered gangland style in his living room. Rumored being a uh, cigarette importer that got on the wrong side of the mob. Check out that Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yeah. All right, with our other co-host, Mr. Watch Along himself, Jason Todd. What's going on, everybody? Always good to be here. Um, yeah, that Dino Bravo story is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. Checking with you himself, Blackbeard, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, the lockout is over! Yay! Oh, wait. This isn't the frenzy. Fuck. I gotta stop doing that. First the Olympics, now baseball. Shit. Son of a... I should really piss Rob up. Hey, the Red Bulls are in first place! Yay! Okay. <laughs> gotta do it now because it's not gonna last very long. We're gonna have to call uh, the Encyclopedia the Man of a Thousand Nicknames soon. Mm. <laughs> it's like Jericho when it's I mean, Right? We, we can't get Jason a good nickname and Anthony's got like 12. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> All right. Jason lives the rustling life, though. I was on a co- business call with him earlier this week, and he had an MJF t-shirt on. Yeah. And oh, I noticed that not, watch me throw around some terms now, as this guy is cutting a promo on me at the end of a work call, talking about, hey, how's it feel to wear the shirt of a loser? I said, oh, man. I, thought- I did do that. I think you say you attack someone with a chair on the way to a meeting or something. <laughs> hard did you? Hard did you virtually? Hard did you? We tried to figure it out virtually, but it's just not. Doesn't hold the same. I did hold the same weight. Sorry, I forgot I did that. Literally, two other colleagues on the call, and I <laughs> called them <laughs> out. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we had AEW Revolution last week. Uh, did everybody watch the card? Does anybody have any thoughts on the card? <clears throat> Why don't we start with Mr. Freddy? He looks like he's got a lot to say tonight. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a good card. Um, <clears throat> some of the stuff was kind of predictable in the way that it went. Um, some other stuff kind of little curveball there. I definitely thought they would give the... Uh, the woman's title to Thunder Rosa and let her run with it for a little bit, but then they kind of swerved us and kept it on Brit. Uh, Wardlow winning, um, that just sets further, you know, wood to the fire for him eventually turning on MJF whenever that time comes. Uh, Sting taking big bumps still doesn't make sense to me. Uh, he's what seventy years old almost at this point. I, I you know I don't get you know as his contemporary I take offense to that. <laughs> well, you guys were in high school at the same time, right? Is that 
the hell? Like, no. All right. Dude, your comedy <laughs> career is not taking off the way you'd like it's it not, to. Go ahead. Keep going. Good, I got it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was. All right. Let's let's start getting some of the young guys in here. Let's move you to a manager role. Even though some of some of this stuff was good, he's just he's very limited in what he can do left, you know, as opposed to his younger self. And I feel like it's diminishing him and his character a bit, in my opinion. Uh I thoroughly enjoyed the uh the collar match with MJF and Punk. The amount of blood in that match was insane. Uh, I haven't seen that much blood in a match. God, I don't even know how long. But um, overall, I thought it was a good card. What What would you think is your match of the night? Uh, for me, match of the night was that dog collar match. It was just brutal on all aspects. And I just, like I said, I just wasn't shocked with how much blood there was. And I thought, you know, kind of tip of the tap, tip of the cap to punk wearing white and really making it pop and stick out and little subtle details like that really uh as much as you'd love to hate him you're like all right i get it you you know what you're doing all right check in wiki what do you think uh before we get into that i i actually have to call you out and i'm calling this the rejecting the revolution screw job here I noticed you made one of your picks after the sh- match was over for two hours, sir. I, I didn't. I actually, that, 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 what? I actually didn't watch the card and realize I didn't put a name there, and I put her name there, and then I ch- – look, who cares? I'm still the champion. Doesn't matter. Right. I used, the, I used my brass knuckle – I used my ring, my, and I knocked you out anyway. I'm still the champ. So, But I realized that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I I didn't know we were picking the, po- the those matches. And when I came here, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't pick that. Yeah, that's because you you left us hanging for that match when we were doing that pick last week. You disappeared. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when I said you were going to get your prune juice refill because the old guys got to keep regular. But yeah, gotta yeah. hydrate, man. All right, career career killer number two, right there. Mm-hmm. So how about you give us your thoughts on the match rather than talk about nothing? Oh, which match? Well. The, the card in general, what do you think? <laughs> it's, like his, it's like his first time. No, it's not. No, I'm just busting your balls, man. Fun show. Uh, far from perfect. Um, sorry, I'm going to have to be the asshole on this. Uh, first off, since when did the Young Bucks, the team's actually following the rules in a tag team match? They were actually tagging in and out. Can't say that about the other guys. The Wardlow winning was fine. I thought that was pretty cool that they gave him that moment. Uh, the Jade Cargill Ty Conti match, unfortunately, I think it, it was a shit show. Um, I almost felt like Ty Conti kind of went back to some of the skill set we used to see back in NXT when she was still kind of green. And Jade Cargill was trying to role play a little bit too much. I mean, come on, honey. Zelina Vega's done that one a long time ago. Way to go with the times. Uh, as far as the Punk MJ match, that yeah, that, w- that was a great match. They did a Good job with that thing. Uh, the tribute to Ring of Honor in the opening, which I will fully admit I had a Google because I was not aware of that. But that was that was pretty cool. Um, I'm sure some of you guys saw that Punk got into it with one of the wrestling journalists about that whole thing because the wrestling journalist had no idea what that was referring to. And he kind of called the guy out and then had to apologize. So good job, Punk. 
As far as Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, it, they thought they had more chemistry than they did on Dynamite the previous night, but uh, still could have been better. I don't know that the Moxley Danielson match great, uh, but that six man, and the same, I'm going to say with the world title match, I think they're overbooking themselves. It's almost like all the champions. I'm going to say this across the board. All the champions, I feel like the storylines are really lacking, and they're overbooking all their matches all over the place. You had it with Paige and Cole. You had it with Baker and Thunder Rosa again. And then we just had it last night on Dynamite, which I'm sure we'll go into in a little bit. I don't think they're booking any of these champions very well all of a sudden. It seems like the best stories are going to those that are not involved in the title picture. So it's still miles better than anything WWE is putting out. I will definitely say that. But I feel like AEW took a step back and was starting to make some of the mistake or returning to making some of the mistakes that they've made in the past. Uh, Mr. Todd, any thoughts? I know you said that you, how far did you get? I know you said you didn't um, really get to finish it. It was limited sporadic viewing, but the things I did uh, take note of one, just happy to see Eddie Kingston get a high profile win. I mean, and, and a good win. And also, is Chris Jericho still doing that DDP yoga stuff? Because it looks like he did 15 years ago. I mean, he can't move the same, but I mean, he looked pretty good in the ring out there. Um, also, yeah, dog collar match I did get to see. And wow. Uh, I, and I'm kind of glad we watched that match uh, last week because that helped kind of prepare you. A little bit for what you're gonna walk into it's pretty brutal but i think the highlight for me um was the end of the danielson moxley match and i mean not so much for how it ended as for the aftermath and what okay, I, we're gonna get into that in the yeah, next segment so we're gonna get into it and um i'll just refer to it as the slaps hurled, heard around the world because some hellified slaps. But yeah, okay. um, good, uh, it was good. All AEW shows are fun so far. Not in the same way the NXT shows are were. Not the current NXT and the takeovers um, were. Um, but they're still very unpolished in certain ways. And I think We'll end up talking a little bit more about that later today, too. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I like the card as as I have to agree with Jason that they're always fun. Um, I do have a few issues, though. I think the women's division is in a lot of trouble. And I'll tell you why. First of all, as I said, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker don't have chemistry. Um, there were times where they were waiting for each other or they, they it was not crisp and clean. Um, I really think they should have pulled the trigger on Thunder Rosa. But from what I read, though, is they wanted her to win the title in her hometown. And that's where Dynamite is next week. So I didn't I didn't think about that. If I would have thought if I would have known that I might have picked Baker to win on the pay-per-view. Um, but I thought they should have pulled the trigger by now. I, I think the problem AEW has with the women is they've painted themselves into corners. Right. Because Britt Baker is beating all her challengers. Jade Cargill is beating all her challengers. There's nobody left. And they're not even making it close. Like, Thunder Rosa, it doesn't look like a champion to me right now. 
And I think she's the, one of the better wrestlers in that division. But I think they really have to find – they've either got to pull in some more – I mean, like, I'm really hoping they use ROH as a proving ground to get these these wrestlers experience because they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, once Thunder Rosa beats Britt Baker, what happens? Does Britt Baker go after Jade Cargill? Then who's Thunder Rosa's challenger? I mean, there's really – there's no long-term planning with the women. I think they're in a lot of trouble. All right. Um, I stand by my pick about the, the future of AEW. I think Keith Lee should have won. I don't think Wardlow needed the win. I think it would have been more impactful if they would have cost Wardlow the win. Because the very next night on Dynamite, he said he's done with him. So, I mean, that just would have escalated a little more. Um, I think Wardlow was so over, he didn't need to win that match. Even though I thought it was a good match, I don't think he needed to win it. Um, I don't have a problem with Sting doing what he's doing because he's not taking over the whole match. He's just a part of the match. And the fact that he's willing to take bumps, I think, is interesting. I would think at this point he would just be wanting to, you know, selectively pick his spots. But instead, he's getting in there. And you got to give him credit for that. I mean, he's not just standing on the sidelines. He's not winning titles. He's just kind of mentoring Darby. And, um, you know, now it sounds like they're kind of aligned with the Hardy Boys. So, I mean, you know, he can he can show up in a six-man tag and wrestle for five minutes and not really embarrass himself like he, you know, like other people. So, and I have to agree with, uh, I hate to say it, but Check and Wiki is right in this situation, in my opinion. They are over, the, the champions are not being booked well. And I think it's hard to book a champion, especially when you have um, faces as champions. I think it's way easier to, build, to, to book a, a heel because how do you make it interesting? Right. I mean, Hangman Page, I like him. I think he's a good wrestler, but, you know, eh. charisma wise, he's got his, you know, cowboy shit. And that's about it. Right. But Adam Cole is way more colorful than he is. and has got a lot more going on. So, I mean, I, I you see it through history when Sting was champion. Um, the real faces, you know, guys that were truly faces, they always were horribly booked because it's always easier to book a bad guy. Right. A, a heel. So I think Hangman is. uh I don't know where they're going to go with that. I don't know how much longer. I think MJF is is going to be the next champion. I think that's who should be the next champion. And I'm really excited to see what his reign would look like. But overall, I thought it was good. Um, but again, you know, like some of it, it, you know, they overbook. AEW overbooks. So, I mean, there's there's that. You have to kind of deal with it. Freddie, put your hand up. Yeah. So um, do you think this is showing the lack of having a true booker? On AEW, like they don't have a person who really knows how to develop a champion or how to really uh, push a champion in the right direction, giving them the right challengers. Because, like you said, Rick Baker, Jerry Carhill, Hangman. Um, I mean, Jurassic Express is really to be the only guys that are being booked correctly at this point. Right. Right. So. How how do you remedy that? Do you get someone in, like you know, we'll mention them, uh, Regal. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that leads right to our next topic, right? I mean, they right. during the pay per view we saw William Regal brought in, mm-hmm. and I know he's he's an on air personality right now, but I wrote it in our team document most important most important signing with a question mark. And since Freddie was the last one to speak, let me throw it out to you. Do you think what do you think of the signing? What do you think it's going to do for the brand? I think it's it's a good pickup if they let him do what he can do. That's 
that's the most critical part for me. Uh, as you've seen in the past with the WWE guys who have come into AEW, they're, you know, flash in the pan and then they kind of fizzle out. They get put on the shelf and you don't really see them. Then they come back into the picture, a la Big Show, uh, Miro, the list goes on and on. But um, if they can let Regal do his thing, from what I've heard and what I've read, the guy has an excellent wrestling mind. He's been around the business for years. He can tell talent. He can tell a story. You let him do what he can do and put him in a position of prominence to really help your brand, I think sky's the limit. But will Tony Khan let him do it? Will he kind of stop being such a fanboy and really let Regal kind of influence the way careers go and stuff like that? Time will tell. Jason? Um, yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, something you just said, it's how, what will Tony Khan let him do? It, it's it's sort of the same as the Ring of Honor question. What's he going to do with it? So what what is AEW going to do with William Regal? Because he clearly has a great mind for it. Um, he could, if you, I mean, if if I think about it, he could be looked at as that next Pat Patterson type. The way they all, all the guys, all the all the people would talk about Pat Patterson's mind for stuff and putting a match together and and how to approach um, that business. The way people talk about William Regal over the past like five, ten years is nearly that. And you give him, you give him that type of role in AEW, that could that could be huge for all of them. Because I, I think we've all seen different talent refer to the fact that there isn't, that there is a lack of, you know, cohesive booking and creative throughout that company. And maybe he's somebody who can look at it now objectively and say, hey, here's what uh, you need to do, what you need to do, what you need to do. And he can put people in the, point people in the right direction. I, I think it could be huge. It's, and not on screen huge, but just huge for the company. Check in, Wiki. Anything you got? I wouldn't say the most important signing. I don't think he's going to really change anything creative. I don't think creative is a strong suit. What I think we will see is hopefully we get better matches out of the talent. Uh, he could teach in that ring chemistry that a lot of them lack. You know, selling proper tag team wrestling, a lot of the stuff that the blowhards like myself have been complaining about for the last three years. So that's where I think he'll make an influence. As far as having him like manage the team of Moxley and Danielson, I don't I don't really see any point to doing that whatsoever. Um, if he wanted to use him as an authority figure, kind of like what they were doing in NXT where he was the general manager, something along those lines, or maybe he's the commissioner. You could bring that back. I mean, it would, you could even make fun of his performance as commissioner in the WWE back in the 2000s. I think that would be okay. But I, I, I let, let's see if these kids can take that wisdom that he's going to give them and apply it properly. That's where I think his biggest influence is, I wouldn't say most important signing, though. We'll see. What do you think, uh, Devil's Advocate? Uh, I honestly, do, I, I tend to agree. Again, this, this, 
the world is going to turn on its axis because I tend to agree with Chase with uh, Check and Wiki again. I, I don't know if he's going to be um, the the most important booker, but I think he will be the most important trainer they have. I think if you, Jason, I think brought the point in the last five or ten years, everybody brings up his name as who taught me this, who taught me that. It was all him, right? So if if you can give him that type of forum and say, look, here's Jade Cargill and here's, you know, uh, Dante Martin, you know, teach him how to wrestle. You know what I mean? Teach him how to put a match together rather than high spot to high spot. You might see a big difference in the product. I'm surprised they didn't put him with Ring of Honor because I know one of the things I wanted to bring up is that Tony Khan was talking about he's booking Ring of Honor. And I went, oh, God, let somebody else do it. If it's really developmental, then I want like, where's Dean Malenko? Where's like, I, I got a few guys I can name for you that should be running that. And where's Fit Finley? Yeah, yeah I mean, and so, people like that, people who can who can teach not only could wrestle, but can teach because, you know, not everybody can do both. Um, Samojo. Sorry. Sorry, I had something stuck there. Wow, okay. <laughs> that, that went to an area I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I'm just saying he's uh if you're gonna say, I mean to what to, to your point, somebody who can wrestle but can also teach but can also scout and do a lot of things. I mean just with, with Ring of Honor on the table, there's a lot to talk about, but you know, until Tony Khan decides what he's gonna do with it, it's just talk. Um one of the other things we saw this week in AEW was the return of Jeff Hardy. And I tell you, I laughed out loud when his brother was getting his ass kicked and he came out and danced his way down to the ring. I'm like, geez, there's really no 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 need to hurry, right? I mean, right. it's all right. Matt's got his ass kicked before. Please get your silly dance moves in. I I I I like I stopped for a minute I, and looked at it. I just sat there and I went, he really like hesitated. To get down to the ring, like, oh wait a minute, let me. I got to do my thing, you know. I got to get that in. I got to do my <laughs> right. Like, like nobody would recognize him otherwise. It's not, not even, not even the point, Jason. Just the point that, like, if you were getting your ass kicked on the street, right, and I saw you and I decided to do like a little dance move before I ran up to help you, wouldn't you be like, what the hell, man? That guy had his foot in my ass, and you were doing, you know, you were, you were twerking. I mean, and nobody wants to see that, by the way. Um, my point is, like, who does that? All right, <laughs> but I digress, as as this AEW did. Um, who wants to give their thoughts on uh, the return of Jeff Hardy? Go ahead. The funniest thing I saw on social media, actually, about the return of Jeff Hardy was how many people that were saying, uh, how did AEW get his theme music from WWE? <laughs> really? Who fucking cares? WWE never had that song, never owned the rights to that song. That song's been in commercials for years. Wake up, folks. And honestly, I really could care less about him being in AEW. Rob, you brought up some good points. Wow, what a crazy night this has been so far. <laughs> Agreeing on just about everything. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't care. I, I thought the build-up to Matt being thrown out of the AHFO was rushed and sloppy i think he tweeted out earlier in the week that he was pretty much out of the group he was sorry for not helping the young talent and then all of a sudden it was like oh shit yeah we got an angle on tv to introduce jeff hardy let's let's reverse a little bit uh, he, yeah i don't know I, I, who cares sorry 
I'm going to go back to uh, Tony Khan being the baseball card collector. Yep. Right. And Jeff Cardi was the latest one that, that that was there and he got him. But what are you supposed to do with him now? So, like, are we going to have a Hardy Boy reunion? Well, are they going to win the belts? Are they going to fight? Are they going to fight private party and put them over as they should? Who knows? Um, I, I honestly, I think Ring of Honor needs to reopen fast because the roster is so fat. They could easily slide over half the roster to Ring of Honor and they would not even lose a step. You expect them to actually do jobs? Sting doesn't do jobs. Watch the Hardys. Hey, man, I don't know. For $700,000, I can figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, Freddie, what do you think about Jeff Hardy? First, I want to start off. I'm not liking the little bromance tonight. The show works a lot better. It'll it'll end shortly. Don't worry. (laughs) When you guys are going at it. So, (laughs) I'd like that to end (laughs) relatively quickly. Um, And, yeah, you're, you're supposed to come out and make the save. And you're dancing your way down to the ring. That was probably one of the worst like, debuts I've seen, in my opinion. I'm like, it's, it, this makes no sense. And I loved it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Tony Khan, like you said, collecting cards, getting another WWE guy to an already bloated about to explode roster that i just i don't understand like how about just develop your own guys instead of signing everybody that wwe's like oh so i don't know psychopedia what do you got they've truly become wcw haven't they they really have one other thing yes wwe screwed up letting him go the way they did because it turned out he didn't fail a drug test how come no one's calling out the fact that he walked out on a match, which led to him getting fired? Nobody seems to question him on why he did that. Why? You know? Because it, it's easier to blame management than the wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. That's, that's a fair question, too. Um, I mean, I guess he could have played it off and said he thought he saw the 24-7 champion off, and off to the side, but... Um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd hate to belabor the point, but I really, not this point, I'd love to belabor this point about how bad that debut was. Because all the stuff you're talking about, if you were getting your ass kicked and some, one of us saw that happening and started doing some dance moves before running in to help, then you remember they're brothers. I have a little brother. And if I was getting my old ass whooped, and he saw that, I'd be even more, I'd feel even more betrayed that he, he just stopped to dance before helping out. Um, but I mean, it's cool. They'll do something and it'll be nice. You know, maybe this is their last hurrah as brothers, as, as a tag team there, not as brothers, but as a tag as brothers, team. What's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loser gets oh. thrown out of the family match. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, you killing him off, <laughs> But, um, it does leave a lot of it. It gave me more questions about the tag division. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about their tag division later, but it, it's like, yeah, what are they doing with the division? Because I think you said it, uh, advocates, that uh, they're booking Jurassic Express pretty well. It, it's Mr. Advocate to you. <laughs> eh. 
or or just devil. Devil's okay. Just too. devil. <laughs> I can have fun with that. Beals above um, Satan. Yeah. I answer them all. This is like when when they did the Randy Savage Elizabeth marriage, and it was like Mister and Mitch's Macho. No, I yeah. thought his last name was Savage. Okay. But to, but to that point, I think you had said it. Um, they're booking the champions pretty well, but. Is it that they're booking them so well or that the rest of the, of the division is kind of a mess if you're not in that title picture immediately? Because it feels kind of messy. And this just adds to it. Jason, real, real quick, we, we've had a debate on this show before you came on. I want to ask, ask your opinion real quick. Give me three, three words. Trio's title, yes or no? If you got to think that hard, might as well. Oh, well, that's not a ringing endorsement. No. Um, All right, three words well. or less because we've had this discussion yeah, before. Might as well. What do you think? Might as well. All right. <laughs> might as well. Why the hell not? Come on, that's how you got to book Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They got to be champions somehow. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. It can uh, maybe other maybe a- this will help them create some factions. Other AEW news: We have Miro signing a new four-year deal. Anybody got he's any thoughts there. on that? He's still there. He's uh, he's been out with an injury, but apparently <laughs> he's been ready to come back for a while, and they just haven't done anything with him because you know where are you supposed to put him? Isn't so, that the same reason why he left WWE because he was mad because yes. he was sitting around? Huh, that's a shock. Yep. Uh, okay, so nobody really cares. Okay. No. And the last, you know, is, hey, hats off to him. He managed to get a f- four-year extension to basically sit at home and fuck his hot wife, as he would put it. What What's the exact words he calls her? His um his flexible hot wife. God. He thanks God for her every day. And... Okay. He's in a good mood. I'm just All repeating right. what he says over and over again. And maybe Anthony can speak a little bit to this because Paige Van Zant is now all elite. So I know, what is she, uh, that, UFC? That, 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 that's, Freddie's, that's Freddie's topic. Oh, sorry, Freddie. Go ahead. Former UFC, bare knuckle FC, Paige Van Zant is now all elite. Uh, here's another woman that you're adding to the mix that is green, has never been in a wrestling ring a day in her life. Looks damn good. So, oh, yes, that's, that is uh, without a doubt there. But it's just adding to a division that has no direction, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. You forgot the only fan like website of hers that's where she gets most of her attention folks don't spend your money on it you could find all that shit on reddit and it almost (laughs) yeah no problem it almost seems like she's trying to be a lesser version of ronda rousey in some ways the difference being that ronda rousey actually won her fights (laughs) Paige van zandt went five and four in the ufc went to bare knuckle oh and two never a champion either never a champion She's eye candy, as Rob said, which for Rob, that's the number one reason 
to watch someone as a wrestler. They don't have to have skill or bring something different like Ronda Rousey. They just got to be hot like PVZ. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, the last piece of AEW news is, and I completely missed this, and I watched the show, so it must have happened like when I blinked. FTR dumped Tully Blanchard. So who put that on here? Anthony. So what, give it, give us a little uh, context. What did they actually do? They were cutting a promo where I believe it was Dax Harwood was talking about his family and how important they are to him. And Tully basically said, yeah, family's important, but we're here to win championships and what have you. And they basically just started yelling at each other, poking in the chest. And then they said, yeah, you know what, Tully, you're fired. And that was it. Do you think it's a FTR face turn? There's a, there is rumor of that. There was also, uh, I think actually it was Dax that tweeted out, hey, maybe Bret Hart can be our new manager because he had so much respect for him. And I, it, it, it was so sudden. And I feel like a lot of what AEW has been doing, and I really hate saying this, but ever since Cody officially went away, I feel like they're rushing a lot of things along. And this is just another case of it. This was just so out of the blue. You could have built this up for a while. Have them lose a couple matches where they're arguing with Tully, you know? No, we're just going to have a backstage segment. Maybe something's wrong with Tully. Maybe he can't be on the road anymore. So they had to rush it? I I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't even really think of something like that. I don't like this show at all. We are all agreeing way too much. Um, The next (laughs) thing you bring up, I'm going to have to shit all over it, whoever that is. So I'm just letting you know. Jason, what what are your thoughts on... uh... FTR split with Tully. I think you asked the question, um, are they, is that a face turn or something? And that's how I felt watching that segment, saying, well, what's happening here? But not in a, in a I'm interested way, in a, oh, what's that? What are they doing? That's all it was. And, and again, it just leads to that, what's going on with that tag division? Because FTR, are, they're great heels. Do we need? Do they need a face run to get to a title? No, they don't need a face run to do anything. They just need to show up and have a great match. You know how you turn them face? You have them beat the crap out of Mister Van Zant, Austin Vanderford. Who the commentators? None of them acknowledged that he was sitting next to her. And then I think Shivani in the end goes, "Oh yeah, and PVZ's husband's in the ring too." <laughs> he doesn't even know his fucking name. That's great. He did it. It's it's Mister Van Zant. There you go. Oh, he's he's actually come out on social media and said he's fine being Mr. Ben's aunt. I I mean, can't blame him. He probably he, kicks yeah. his ass. He probably doesn't have a choice. He, he's an MMA guy, too. Yeah, it doesn't take much to kick his ass. 83 seconds, Freddie? Was was that? Yeah, that was, that was bad. <laughs> 83 all seconds. Right. All right, well, it's not a UFC show. Move on. Told you I was going to shit all over this segment. <laughs> well, yes, it is because welterweight contender Colby Covington, who just beat... Jorge Masvidal on one of the probably the biggest UFC pay-per-views as far as buy rate goes in the last uh, several years. Open to a WWE run after his UFC career. Can he pull it off? I'm going to start off with Freddie on this one because Freddie knows Covington. I'm going to say a resounding no. Uh, Colby is... He's playing that heel character in UFC... And it doesn't work well for him. He's, in my opinion, he's too fake for it. It's it's not 
it's not realistic to me. Like, at least when Connor does it, plays that heel character, he plays it out. He, it's believable. Kobe, you're just like, all right, come on, guy. Like, we all know this isn't you, and you're trying way too hard. I've heard stories of him on different podcasts where he shows up with women who are, like, holding his stuff and, like, you know, then he tries to play it up when the cameras are off, like, hey, you know, give me a massage. And they're like, uh, no, you didn't pay us for that. Like, get out of here. You're you're not that guy. So it just, he's, he's fake all around, and I, I just don't think he would do well in, in the wrestling business. We've seen UFC guys come into WWE, and I think really the only one that worked uh, was Shamrock, who came from UFC. Well, Brock was in WWE first. I'm talking coming from UFC to WWE. I would think what it was Severin, Severin and uh, Shamrock were the ones who came over, and the one that really worked out was Shamrock. Shamrock actually started off in pro wrestling in Pancrase before he even got into UFC. Ah, oh, boo. Boo, you encyclopedia. And actually, yeah, and actually on something to wrestle with, uh, they just covered Ken Shamrock, and apparently Ken Shamrock did some job duty for them in the late 80s, which I didn't know about. I don't think anybody did, so that was surprising. I think Covington is in the vein of a Chael Sonnen, uh where he would get an actual reaction. Maybe he would be more of a manager, but I, 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 I'm going to differ with you. I think he actually could get a reaction as a heel. I think McGregor shit has gotten old where Covington, he just keeps finding more outlandish shit to say. And let's be honest, most, most wrestlers are bullshitting anyway with a lot of the stuff they say, and you're just rolling your eyes. So I think he would fit right in. And what better way to get a heel reaction than to have him come out with his favorite us president of all time, Donald Trump. Oh, jeez. And he came out yeah. with the MAGA hat on and everything. Can you imagine what the reaction he would get in certain cities? It would almost, you know what? It could be like the Bret Hart's heel run where he gets booed in some towns and cheered in others. It's true. So I'm going to differ with you on there. Uh, I know Rob has no opinion on this. Jay, do you watch enough UFC to know Kobe Covington and have an opinion? Um, remind me, is that the guy who got his ass whipped by the Nigerian dude after <laughs> doing all the MAGA stuff? Twice. In front of the cameras twice. twice. Yeah. yeah. But no, he didn't lose either one of those fights. Yeah. I think Colby, what's his name? Colby Covington should team up with Kofi Kingston. So it'll be Covington Kingston or Kingston Kofi. Say that 10 times fast. I mean, if it results in Kingston whooping his ass, I guess. I just, I'd be I just want to hear the ring announcers mess weeks. up those those names a hundred times when they try to say it fast. Uh, um, I, when he said run, does he mean like a run? Like like the Ronda Rousey one-year run? Or does he mean, oh, I'll show up you know, and do like the Jake Paul thing going on? Well, he's not, having, ba- he's not having babies, so I mean, he can stay around yeah, for longer than Rousey. He can stay around for a little bit, yeah. Can uh, I mean whatever, you know Vince McMahon? If he'll he's mercurial as hell, so he'll he'll yeah, probably decide to do it one day. Yeah. yeah. All right. And speaking of WWE, do we have to? We do at least a little bit. Uh, we had Dolph Ziggler win 
the NXT Championship. What do you guys think of this? I, I've read some stuff on it, and what the pundits believe the reasoning for this is, I want to get your guys' opinion. Him not beating Breaker, but getting the title off of him, Ciampa eating the pin. What do you guys have? What do you guys think of Dolph as NXT 2.0 champion? I think uh, it was a big mistake. You're talking about a guy who jobs on SmackDown or Raw all the time, come down to NXT and win. I mean, was Sami Zayn busy? You know, I mean, where, where's, you know, uh, you know, where's Madcap Moss or whatever the hell that asshole's name is? I mean, I just don't understand it. If you want to move Breaker up, get a, get a challenger and have him lose like they did with Keith Lee and just move him up to the main roster. Like, what would be the, I don't understand, like, I, what I've read is they say that Breaker's going to win the title back next week or whenever the next match is. For what purpose? If you want him off the NXT roster, just move him up now. And let whoever the next guy is going to be win the, the NXT title off Ziggler. I really don't understand the point. I don't even understand the point of having, like, why? I don't even understand the point of having Ziggler there. If you want Breaker in the main roster, just move him and just have him lose the title. I, I don't, I, I, when he won, I, I was stunned. I, I couldn't believe Ziggler won the match. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I agree with you on that. And so was Brock Lesnar guy and Frank the Clown. They were stunned. <laughs> That's the first time we've seen Brock Lesnar guy react since Brock Lesnar's return, and he did the. Yeah. You know the other thing too. I was really counting on a a, a a Walter. I know his name's going through. I'm not calling him that. A Walter Breaker match, and I guess we're not getting that. So I mean, that would have been a very easy way to move Breaker up, right? And have him lose to Walter and let Walter run around with the NXT title for a while. If you're not moving him up to the main roster. I don't know. I, I thought it was when they saw that match. I'm like, there's no way Ziggler Ziggler won. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, add it to the list of weird booking that I don't understand. Thank you, Bruce Prichard. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I don't mind Ziggler visiting NXT. Yeah, he can stay in NXT. Whatever. He look, makes his opponents look good and all that stuff. He he'll sell for them. You know, knows his way around the ring, and that's all good. Well, I didn't understand him winning. It's just weird. Um, what is it? The um, stand and deliver is the morning of WrestleMania. Is that how it's going to be? Afternoon, the early afternoon. Yeah, the early it afternoon. Noon? Yeah, it's noon. It's noon Dallas time, one p.m. Eastern. Did they not have faith in any of their NXT roster to actually put on a good match for that title? I mean, that's going to be a long day, right? I mean, it's that's going to run, what, two hours? And then you've got WrestleMania, which will run 50 hours. And if you're going to both shows, I've read that it's they're 25 miles between the arena and the stadium. So I don't see how you're getting to both shows, honestly. I'm actually hoping that Stand and Deliver, that arena is empty. I really hope so. Just so to send a message to Vince, like, hey, wake up, pal. Your fucking reboot's not working. I mean, it was an okay match. It was a weird result. I don't see what they're thinking. I can't 
fathom what they're thinking. I haven't listened to what any of the pundits have had to say about this or read any of what they've had to say, because to me, there's no rational reason behind it. Um, yeah, and I like Dolph Ziggler, too. I should preface it with that. I like Dolph Ziggler. I like him having a title, but not that title. Give him the U.S. title that nobody's using. Give him, the, give him the Intercontinental title. Let him fight over that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not what he signed that contract extension for. That's what I thought. He signed for money, that's why. Yeah. Because he was almost true. out the door. That's true. They they put a lot of zeros on that contract. but uh, Yeah, it's just weird. I don't have a problem with him being NXT champion. If it was built up over time more, it seemed kind of thrown together. But And they've been doing these raw NXT crossovers for a while. My hope would be that they could turn this into or continue the storyline in a way that would put Breaker on the raw roster for good. And it has to do with this conflict with Dolph now. You know, you didn't actually beat me for the champ. I'll come into your show to make a statement about it. But... WWE does not book that well. We've seen it with this WrestleMania card they've put together so far. Right. So, I yeah, I I was I was just as stunned as everybody, and I don't get it. I could see a possible long term plan to get Breaker onto the main roster using this storyline, but I don't have faith in WWE to do that properly. So, um, I do have a question for you, and I feel like I have to ask this question every time they do something weird with the NXT. Does this mean that possibly WWE will start to treat NXT like an actual third brand for an extended period of time? I know the answer. I just feel it bears being asked because maybe there's a chance this time around that they'll say, yeah, we're going to elevate all of you and treat you like we care. What do y'all think? That's a big no for me on that one. Yeah. I think the problem was NXT as a third brand was selling well enough for a third brand. But Vince always viewed it as a developmental territory to get people ready for the main roster. And he had so many guys that he called up from NXT that, in his mind, failed. They did not get over on the main roster. A lot of that us fans believe was the creative that they were given. They, if you kept their characters from NXT on the main roster and let them, you know, refine those characters, that's one thing, but almost instantly in every single case, they changed those characters in for the worst in each case. So I don't think NXT will ever get that true respect. They're looking at it as what Ohio Valley used to be for them. What FCW used to be for them. It's to groom the people for the big show. And that's it, and that's all they care about. I want to say, I think they're going to give Breaker the title back, and they're going to make it a weekend of it. You know, they're going to... The rumor is they're bringing, you know, Dad and Uncle Steiner back into the fold, and they're going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Those are the rumors going around now. So... Why not do that and have little mix Steiner of both win the title on the same weekend? It makes sense. I just I don't agree with the way they did it. Why have him lose it so quickly if you're trying to build this guy up to be 
one of your next big stars to move up to the the main roster. He's got the uh, he's got the look, just needs the polishing. So you know maybe working with Dolph, a, a lengthy program can really help him and move him along in the right direction. But I just don't have faith that WWE will do it the right way and give him time to um, develop. I mean, clearly Breaker is not ready for the main roster. If you notice during that right. match, he made a mistake, a big mistake. And he came into the ring and he was supposed to be on the opposite side. And he kind of came in the ring and like rolled out. And the, even the commentators like tried to cover for him. So he's not ready for them. In my opinion, he's not ready for the main roster. He needs more polish. And the way you get that is, again, you know, and they're doing the same thing. They've booked themselves into a corner. Who's going to be his next challenger? They really haven't established anybody as a challenger for him. You've got all these guys floating around doing things, but nobody seems to care about the title. And while we're on the subject of NXT, the women's Dusty matches have been horrific. I mean, just horrific. I don't know. Do they feel like they have to do it? Like, I read something that said, like, it's like more like an obligation than they actually want to do it. And I believe that because it's been booked so poorly. The matches have been terrible. Um, I don't know who this woman is with wearing the the onesie, but I don't get it. Like, that works in Japan really well, but it doesn't really work here in the United States. And to me, it's I'd be embarrassed to act like that on TV. Even I know it's fake and all that. I still wouldn't do it. Especially since you can wrestle. You don't need to do that. Right. And, you know, someone should tell uh, Dakota Kai she can't act. All right. She was doing like the worst impression of someone having like a mental breakdown I've ever seen. So I, I NXT makes me sad. I'm just going to say that. They, NXT 2.0 makes me sad. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Just to fill the gap for you, Wendy Chu was that Asian mysterious character that Zia Lee and... Yeah, I read that. Yeah. So she went from that to right. wearing a onesie on TV. Yeah. Which her parents must be proud. Well, she's she's getting more attention as the onesie person than she was as the mysterious person. They should have mixed it up. They should have had a mysterious mentor in a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you really want to get her over? Put her on Raw in the crowd falling asleep. Because that's what most of us do anyway. That's hilarious. I was say, um, hour two, I'm usually like, uh, I'm usually in La La Land anyway, so. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, Freddie brought up Hall of Fame. All right. And, and if you guys didn't know I've been nominated, I said no, though. I don't want to be in that Hall of Fame. I don't want to be in any Hall of Fame that ha- that has Coco Beware. So I'm not, I said no. But the people who did say yes, um, Vader is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is to me a long overdue. Long and overdue. the rumors um, are Sid, <laughs> Sid, and the Steiners, right? And I mean, if anybody doesn't think the Steiners belong in the Hall of Fame, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast or standing upright because you're an idiot. Right. Um. Sid is a questionable choice, in my six. opinion. What'd you say, friend? I said 80 times 6 plus 5 divided by 79. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, want, I want Steiner, to, uh, I want Steiner to, to uh, count up his own votes. 
Right. You know, there was a 30% chance I could make it to the Hall of Fame. And then there was a 50% chance. But then if you put Rick in, it's a 30, 80% chance. I want him to I want him to explain to me how he's getting into the Hall of Fame. Right. Um, Vader, of course, you know, if you don't know who Vader is, you know, climb out from under the rock you lived under. Um, the man was a multiple-time world champion all over the world, big in Japan. WWE run, kind of sad. You know, not really where I think he wanted it to be. But WCW, big run. Definitely deserved. The one to me that's a little odd is Sid. So let's go around in a circle. Jason, why don't you start? Let's give us your thoughts on. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony. Don't cry. You can go first. No, no, no. I guess we're not using the hand raising. I didn't see your hand up. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You whiny okay. bastard. Old man's got glaucoma now. I'll defer. Uh, Let me defer because he I, had I his just, hand up. I just don't notice opinions that I don't care about. Um, go ahead. You first. Okay, thank you. <laughs> totally agree with Vader. Long overdue. Wish it was not after his passing. Uh, yeah, agreed. Sid, I actually, I'll disagree with you on that. Uh, yeah, no, he was not the greatest wrestler. I uh, totally understand that. he was, de- But he was definitely a character. He definitely got a reaction. I mean, I remember MSG when he beat Shawn Michaels. That place had turned on Shawn Michaels didn't see that one coming especially for msg crowd they usually went for good wrestling so sid is a character i think hands down i have no problem with him in the whole fame i think it makes sense i think the one that surprises me and this is where i think it's going to get interesting i don't think both steiners are going in and i'll tell you why not that it's not deserved i don't see scott steiner agreeing to this he's ripped wwe a new one over and over again especially about that run he had in the 2000s about how they dropped the ball uh, when we got those horrific title matches on not one, but two pay-per-views against Triple H. He has not spoken positively about WWE in 20-something years. You're telling me he's going to put his ego aside for the shake of his nephew? I don't think so. I'm, I'll be very surprised if Scott Steiner shows up. Let's put it that way. And Rick Steiner on his own, I don't think should be going in. As a tag team with his brother, I could see it. Scott Steiner absolutely made an impact. I just don't see Scott agreeing to it. I'm I'm going to disagree there. I I think he would. And if for no other reason than to stick it to him, kind of stick it to him, because you're going to, you're basically giving him a live mic at one of their highest profile events of the year. And if I think he's going to, Smile his way right up into that up to that podium, and then tell everybody what he's thinking. He'll probably let his brother speak first to get the goodwill up, and then that's it. They're just gonna have they're just gonna have to end the whole event after that. But yeah, um, Sid is interesting because the only other thing I've heard about Sid. It's when um it's from an interview with Booker T and I think basically he was Sid was the guy who helped get Harlem Heat on before they went. I mean, you know, as long as they don't schedule a softball game during the induction, he'll Sid'll yeah. show up. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's work. There's other wrestlers who are less deserving who are already in. Um, so I mean, yeah, people know who he is. Okay, so I have Vader goes without saying. Yeah, I, I, it should have been eight years ago. Yeah, I agree. Vader for sure, hands down. Sid, 
you know, take it or leave it, but I'm not upset at it by any means. You know, good, not great wrestler. Good, uh, he worked with everybody, Hogan, Sean, Brett, you know, Diesel, like, he worked with a plethora of who's who's in the business. Um, Steiners, um, I was a huge Steiner guy growing up. I'm glad to see them going in. Long overdue. Well, it's rumored, right? They're not. They're not. They're they're, in they're yet. not in in yet. It it is rumored. So if they agree, I'm all for it. I just uh, I think time heals all wounds, and so does uh, a little bit of green in your pocket. And I'm sure uh, Vince will will make something work out for them. So I think it'll work. I was gonna I was gonna piggyback on it a little bit. I was gonna say um, there are many people in this world that have gripes with Vince McMahon, have put those gripes aside. Um, the one that stands out to me most is Vern Gagne, who Vince put him out of business. Pretty well, he you know he would say Vince put him out of business. I would say he was a horrible booker, and that's why they went out of business. But he stood up on that stage and begrudgingly gave Vince his due. Uh, Bruno Sammartino. After many, 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 many years of anger and disappointment, you know, decided his legacy, you know, he should be, I mean, he was the glaring omission of the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, their longest reigning champion was not in the Hall of Fame. He somehow made peace and got up on that stage and, and you know, accepted his accolades. So, whereas if I was a betting man, Scott Steiner would be the most likely to, you know, say stuff that gets him arrested or thrown out or whatever. I can also agree with Freddie's point that, you know, maybe, you know, he'll say he'll go up and he'll keep it short and sweet and accept his plaque and walk away. But I'm more I'm hoping that he blows a gasket and they have to drag him off by his feet. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see him go out and attack Triple H and, you know, Triple H in his weakened state, go out and put him in the Steiner recliner. (laughs) But that's just me. I'm a sick bastard, so. I was going to say, do you think uh, if the Steiners do go in, do you think that's a good way for at stand and deliver? You let um, Breaker win the title, and then you finally give him the Steiner name. You have Pop Steiner come out and Uncle Scott, and you kind of make a moment of it. They they already got merch with Breaker's name on it. I don't think you're going to switch it. Hey, question for you guys, real quick. Who inducts Vader? Who inducts the Steiners? Who inducts Sid? So let's go around the room. Jason, you got three names off the top of your head? Uh, for Vader, uh, I'll throw out Mick Foley. Uh, for, uh, for Sid, of course, that's when the car goes by. Um, for Sid, I'm going to throw out the aforementioned Booker T, just because I think he's the biggest WWE guy. Okay, what about yeah. the Steiners? Steiners is a little tougher. Um, that's mm, Yeah, no, I don't know who it is. All right. The Steiners. Um, I I'm going to agree. I think McFoley's a good choice for Vader. Um for or I would might have said Sting, but Sting of course can't show up, but he would be a good choice. Um Jerry Lawler for Sid cuz I think Lawler could poke fun at him a little bit and make it a little more of uh you know an event 
The Steiners, man, that's a tough one. It really is. I really, off the top of my head, can't come up with anybody I would think to induct them. Uh, I don't know. I'm really, uh, maybe Bret Hart. As a tag team. I'm thinking like tag team specialist, maybe. What about Nash? Weren't they boys with Nash? Mm. Both of the Steiners? I mean, they were in the NWO. You know, Scott, Scott but not really Rick. And that's a tough one. I mean, that really is. That is a, a, a difficult, maybe maybe let Braun do it. That could work. I don't know. They're they're all. I mean, at at that point, you you know, I guess you could pick anybody, right? And just make the speech about the Steiners. You know how great they were. <laughs> Triple H do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would make it yeah. easier for Steiner to put him in the recliner, right? Because he'd already be right. up on stage. He's already on stage. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a tough one. That's a really, really, really tough one. That's that's something I would have to think about for a long time. Who Encyclopedia. Like What's who, that? who was the who was the Steiners one of their biggest feuds? The Road Warriors who were dead. Who were both dead. Yeah, I was gonna um, say them, but that was For the Steiners? I'd have Ron Simmons do the induction. Steiners versus Doom. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a bad choice. And you know Ron Simmons is entertaining as fuck, so no. that that's who I would go with on that. Sid you could do Michael Hayes. Yeah, you could do Michael Hayes, that's true. The Freebirds and them yeah. had a, a, some matches. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't lean Sims. Sid? Sid, you guys made some suggestions that I think make sense. The only other one I could think of is maybe Shawn Michaels. Just because of the history there. And Michaels did speak highly of him a few times. And Vader, I can't disagree with you. I actually think McFoley, that's a great choice that you guys suggested there. Uh, Sting is the only other one I could think of. Um, I would I would say you could do Ric Flair, but Flair's so off his rocker these days. I don't think so. We we could do a whole show on, on him, what's happening in the last week with him. Never mind his career. Right. Yeah. What's Christian Brody's on now? All right. Well, I think, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack, but I just was curious since we got out of the Hall of Fame. I was wondering if we had any thoughts on who would be inductors. Um, the last topic we have on here is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has been announced at WrestleMania as a guest of Kevin Owens. Right. Kevin Owens is going to do his show. Um, does anybody care? Go ahead. I'm excited for the nostalgia aspect. Hear the glass break to see Austin come out. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to. I know he's not going to wrestle. You know, you'll get one or two stunners, uh, Lufez bump, and you know, some mud holes kicking somebody's ass in a corner, and let's call it a night. Swig some beers and let him ride off into the sunset, but. That's that's all I'm really looking forward to uh, on that aspect for Stone Cold. Jason? I mean, yeah, everybody loves to see Stone Cold whip some ass, I guess. Uh, and it's Kevin Owens. So at, even if they give them absolute crap as a script, which they will, um, <laughs> I would trust the two of them to make something good out of it, as something entertaining. 
I can honestly tell you I don't care because I already know how it's going to end. It's just like towards the end with The Undertaker when he came out, somebody was getting choke slammed. I, I don't care. I really don't. And I don't want to see him wrestle. So, I mean, I, the nostalgia, they really, really pushed the nostalgia act so hard that you are, why do you want to see it? You already know how it's going to end. Right. Right. They're going to draw at each other for a little while. And Austin's going to end up giving him a stunner. And then he's going to get up and he's going to give him another stunner and he's going to drink some beers. It, it, to me, it's filler. And, you know, for Kevin Owens, it does nothing for him. It's kind of like uh, I liken it back to when they had um, what the hell was the name of that NXT tag team? The two guys that look like the road, the the cheap road warriors. Oh, Ascension. The Ascension, and they came out and um, Shawn Michaels beat them up and Triple H beat them up. Like it doesn't do anything for the for a guy who's on the roster right now. Why is why would who why do I want to see Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens should be able to kick Stone Cold Steve Austin's ass. All right, Stone Cold's been out of the ring for so long. I'm just not – I'm not looking forward to WrestleMania at all. I can be honest with you. I, there's not really three matches on that card that I could give two shits about. But I certainly don't want to see that. So I am I was disappointed when they announced it um, because, I don't know, I just don't want to see it. Go ahead, Jason. What are the odds that is what happens? That Kevin Owens does put Boston on his back. It never happens, Jason. They never do it that. It never happens. I'm just throwing a what if out there. I, I, I mean, that would Jason, have you watched the product for the last 20 years, Jason? Yeah, we're talking logic well, here. 20 years, yeah. If you ask the last two, three years, then I'd have a spottier answer for you. But uh, if you ask the last two weeks, I'd have a spottier answer for you. All right, so Encyclopedia, let's, let's get your thoughts on this. So I was complaining about this when it was rumored for weeks as we all know i think this is a real opportunity for them to really take ko to that next level that he should have been at years ago and i'm skeptical you're skeptical you're skeptical skeptical is that are you skeptical skeptical because there's a difference Are you, are you in doubt? Yeah, we'll say in doubt. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your thought. Come on now. I want to hear what other words you're going to massacre. <laughs> that said, I watched the video where Austin said he was going to return. And as it was starting, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, I'm actually excited for this. That being said... I'm expecting full disappointment on this. I'm really excited. I would like it to be a match. I don't think it's going to be a match, but he kind of left it open-ended with his answer. So let's see what happens. And that actually leads me to an idea I want to throw out for next week because I could see the potential for a disappointment here. I want to throw this to you guys. Do you guys in want... Your, in your suggestion or, or what you want to do? What I want to do for next week. And we'll see if you guys want to do this. Top five disappointments in WrestleMania history. Only five? Well, I, 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 would have, I would go longer, but as Jason pointed out, even with five, we're risking this thing going on for several hours. <laughs> 
So, I have a question. About yes, sir. That, which I believe, uh, I know where this is going. Asking everyone, are we allowed to include Undertaker matches? Include anything you want, anything at WrestleMania. Yeah, because Open I think door. it's unfair to include Undertaker matches because only is like the last eight were something. Well, somewhere in the middle of the ten, but that grouping was good. But there's a lot of bad. I feel like it would muddle up a lot of lists, and we'd all just have Undertaker matches. No, no, no. Your top five disappointments. If it's the Undertaker matches, go right ahead, my friend. Jason, we already know you're going to be wrong, so it's okay. Pick whatever you want. Ray Mysterio on WCW, Mount Rushmore wrong. Oh, oh. Uh, when you hear my number one, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't really argue with you. Oh, I bet I could. Uh, <laughs> 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 As a matter of fact, I'm gonna now. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. You Just asked for it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm game as you guys are. All right. Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's do it. All right, cool. And do we watch a uh, a disappointing WrestleMania match to lead into the... Uh... Well, that maybe we should do that the following week, don't you think? Because we don't even oh, know what yeah. our lists are. We, we get the consensus. So why don't we... Why don't we, yeah. well, why don't we see... How about this? If there's one that we've all picked, we should watch that one. If there's no like straight consensus, then maybe we should then vote on it. Does that work? I'm down for it. Alright, because um, I'm really curious what you guys are going to pick, because I have no idea. i got to go back and look at all the matches and all yeah, that. Yeah, i got to so. look at the matches. Yeah. Okay. Alright, all I'm in. Alright. I like it. Good all idea. Right, so, with that being I said, can't believe I'm saying it, but it's a good idea. Yeah. With that being said, we thank you guys for listening. Check us out at Pod on Twitter, Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.